With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. and welcome to Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 56. Let's roll. Well, this week is um, my, my New England Patriots hosting. I'd never thought I'd say the words. Tom Brady and the traveling uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What what an emotional uh, game this is going to be for so many reasons. Um, I'll get to that and more. My guest this week happens to be a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. And yes, those actually do exist, Tampa Bay Bucks fans. They're real. And there's one here tonight. And he's my partner in crime, my partner here at the Undroppables. You guys have heard him on the show before. We've done some dynasty uh, you know, game theory topics and dynasty startup uh, strategies and all that sort of stuff. Well, We'll delve into that stuff a little bit, but you know, here at week three, four, you know, we're we're talking football. It's just a football podcast right now, man. So much fun, and I can't wait to bring him out. So, without further ado, I'll I'll bring out my guest and and I'll I'll tell him why the Patriots are gonna whoop the Bucks this week, thirty four to ten or some shit like that, because they got no chance coming on on the road to New England. Am I right? Nobody wins there. Wait, this just in, they don't win. Um, but without further ado, my guest, the founder the chairman of the board, El Presidente of the Undroppables, Nicholas Yu. You can find him on Twitter at 101Chalk. He is the chalk. Nick, what's going on, buddy? Yo, what's up, Jax? Thanks for having me back. Um, once again, I'm very honored to be your guest uh, on this esteemed program. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, man. It's a lot of fun. So, I told you I was going to be fired up. I'm drinking a bunch of wine tonight. It's great. It's late Wednesday night. This will probably hit Thursday. We got the, a great Thursday game. Well, not really. We don't have a great Thursday game. But we do have a great Sunday night game. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers with my Tom Brady are visiting my New England Patriots. What the hell is going on? I mean, I gotta, I'll gotta. i give you my thoughts, but w- what do you think about all this? I mean, this is kind of quite a, a scene. Sunday night under the lights, you know, in Foxborough, Belichick versus Brady. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a spectacle, right? I mean, I think we yeah. all can expect to see, <laughs> um, you know, some fireworks, um, fired up Brady, right? Belichick's going to have his guys, you know, the Patriots ready to go. A part of me does feel like it could be a letdown. I mean, it's yeah. going to be Sunday night, prime time. Like, we're expecting, right, this heavyweight bout, right? Just Brady coming home and, you know, against the, you know, the coach and, you know, Belichick against Brady. And I, I, we want to be excited as fans, right? We want to see a, 
uh, Mac Jones, uh, the successor, right, coming in and uh, giving it to Tom Brady and uh, seeing a close game, you know, maybe high scoring. I mean, that's probably what we hope. Uh, I feel like it's going to be tighter than we probably really would like to see as fans uh, of, you know, fantasy football and scoring. Um, you know, I think the Bucks will pull it out. I mean, they do have a better team on paper. Yes. and um, <laughs> for sure. You know, I mean, yes. um, but, you know, I think I think it's exciting to see that. I mean, like you said, who, who would ever thought – uh, Tom Brady not playing uh, in New England with uh, Bill Belichick, but on top of that, of all the teams in the NFL, I mean, could you ever imagine if, if you told me, yeah, five any, years any, ago, ten yeah, years ago, five, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Tom Brady's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback and he's going to win the Super Bowl, like in his first dude, year, yeah, dude, all the of Bucks, it. it's like, fairy the tale. Bucks are, the Bucks are. <laughs> let's be real, right? I'm a Bucks fan and I've been a Bucks fan for a long time, but. I, I know that we're like not even B list, right? We're like the C list of the NFL, right? Like, right. Like we're not even a mid market team, right? We're just we're Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. <laughs> right. And yes. you know, yeah, Tom Brady. It's just it's Yeah, even the people from Tampa Bay aren't proud of being from Tampa Bay. I mean, it's like, no, it's crazy. Um here's the thing though. I think it's gonna be a real emotional uh stadium. Um, you know, there's some some East Coast, you know, uh provincial sort of, you know, towns and Boston's one of them, you know, Philly. And, you know, there's some East coast towns that, you know, they got some big hearts there, man. And, and Tom Brady uh, brought us a lot of joy and there's a lot of people, men and women and children alike. I mean, there's a lot of ladies in, in, in Boston. I'm talking from, you know, from little girls all the way up to, you know, grandmas who are 80 years old, who just fucking adore Tom Brady. They just love him. I mean, it's not just a, a sports thing. He was an icon. It's kind of a big deal. And the people who are there, a lot of season ticket holders, you know, they're very close to the team. You know, I, I don't know a lot of people know this, but my cousin's in the front office there. I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like it's a real tight-knit thing and him leaving and the whole way it went down. I mean, there's just so much that goes down. And him coming back and probably torching us, I mean, let's face it, um, is going to be just surreal to watch. Uh, we've got a shot at winning. I say we as if I, you know, fucking play corner or whatever. But, you know, the, the the Pats have a chance to win. They're frisky. They're well coached, all the rest of it. But, yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay comes in as a seven-point favorite. But I think the cool thing will just to just be sort of the, you know, watching Brady sort of – I think he's going to be tight. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I just think it's going to be surreal for him. I mean, think about it. That was his – stomping grounds for so long it's just going to be really cool and as a football fan I, I think if you can't get excited for that game uh you're dead inside yeah no i agree man exciting game uh what i've been doing uh and i'm, I'm actually kind of excited to tell people about this uh you know last couple of years with, with the kids it's been challenging to watch games and you know this year i really wanted to watch at least you know one game on sunday and, you know, I'll catch like a Monday and Thursday night game. So what I've been doing is like just – I just record the games, turn off my phone, do the do the family stuff, do the dad stuff, and then I'll just watch the game, right, you know, replay it, rewind it if I need to. It's kind of like – I don't watch film, but it's kind of like my version of, hey, I want to see that play again. Right. And then, <laughs> and then I'll kind of do my own kind of like scoring and kind of tracking things. And then you enjoy the game. Uh, I, people have been telling me this for years. I've never done it. I'm going to do the same this Sunday. Gonna record it. Everyone's asleep Sunday night. Gonna open up a beer. 
relax. Oh, wow. Right. And just watch it just just quietly, right? No, wow. no, no idea. And I'm watching it late. Yeah. In 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 the in the future, he'll be watching. Or in the past. That's really yeah. I used to do that, I swear, but you know, with the phone and how how connected I am, yeah. I just it became increasingly difficult. But you're right, with the kids, it's like, you know. I now my son is starting to get you know he's five so it's just yeah. old enough where he like he cares about what I care about he doesn't know mm-hmm. what but so now he's like let's watch football and yeah. five seconds into it, he's like fuck this let's do something else but <laughs> you know he's getting to the point where it's like starting to be something he pays attention to but I totally get it you know family comes first obviously I mean just right after football you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah so <laughs> yes <laughs> you know, football family whatever it's right up there though yeah i think i get myself in trouble right like sneaking looks on the phone and you're like trying to track and then you know your guy like gets stuff at the one you're like ah and then the wife's like what's wrong and you're like uh nothing, uh, nothing. i love you sweetheart yeah that's <laughs> I love right the kids and nothing's wrong and i'm completely <laughs> happy but inside i'm tilting because you know my guy just got stuff on the one yard line you know yeah. like, dude so totally. i think it's it's been working out for me it's only three weeks in but it's been working out for me. Yeah, I used to I used to be in the dark a lot, uh, you know, on these games and try and try and not hear what happened. And it's hard, man. So good for mm-hmm. you. Good on you. Enjoy it. I've been catching up on film, you know, with all these games late at night too. I'll just watch like even the condensed games. I think those are great. Where mm-hmm. you, know, you can watch a game in fifteen minutes to thirty minutes. I mean, if you want to watch every play, it's probably thirty to forty minutes at most. Uh, if you kind of skip some of them and watch the the sort of edited condensed games, it's 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highlight games are 10 to tw- 10 to 15. So depending on how much time I have, I'll sort of watch yeah. however much time I've got, but two hours I can watch all the games and, you know, just kind of blast through them uh, with the highlight games, which are about 10 or 15 minutes. So I think one way or the other, I like to kind of just see the flow of the game. Like, and that'll bring me to the the first thing that I saw, which was, you know, let, let's talk a bit about, the the rookie quarterbacks because man oh man it there's some there's some there's some trouble in in paradise here um really i mean none of the i mean except for houston with davis mills obviously they're totally stoked with their decision but other than <laughs> them none of the uh the teams who, who drafted rookie quarterbacks can be all that pleased um i think there's some other issues there but which of the five would you be most concerned with going forward? I mean, I think Zach Wilson, right? I think yeah. it's kind of apparent, right? That's the most concern. I mean, he was, a, you know, top pick. Um, you know, he got picked over guys that he shouldn't have been probably picked over. No, yeah. Um, you know, in a in a in a city that is not kind, uh, media and fans not kind necessarily to uh, underperformers, especially. A quarterback, a franchise type player. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I just traded for uh, Zach Wilson. It, it's in a rebuild league. Like, you know, I'm trying to like lose points from this year and wins, like not win this year, but kind of get something for the future. I, so I got Wilson back. I immediately regret it. It's like, one yes. of those, like zero. Like, I know you say zero shares, zero cares. Like, you know, I don't, you don't have my rosters. You're not worried about him which was me until recently. And, and then you I'm get like, him. You're like, wait, what the hell was like, I thinking? Yeah, yeah no, like, what we've, am all, I doing? we've all done that. We we can say out loud, like, oh yeah, Zach Wilson's a great buy low. And then you go buy him low and you're like, I feel dirty. I need to take a shower. <laughs> I need to, I need to go back to college. I got to fucking rethink my life. Like a lot of things come yeah. into focus when you, when you actually have him on your roster. It's exactly right. Um, I don't know, man. I think he is a good buy low, but I'd buy really low. Like where I've yeah. got him, you know, I've got him in like, I think, 
only one. I'm in like 20 leagues. I'm in like two spots. I mean, I was just taking so many other players ahead of him. He was my fifth quarterback. I was taking him last. Mm-hmm. And and I wasn't even taking him last. I was taking him, um, you know, uh, him and Mac Jones were sort of the last mm-hmm. two. And always Zach Wilson would go before him. So I'd end up with mm-hmm. Mac. In a couple spots, someone took Mac ahead of him mm-hmm. and left mm-hmm. Zach Wilson to me. And that's where I got him. So I didn't really yeah. even have to ever – choose between those two I don't think I don't think ever in, in a league because I was taking Fields Lance you know yeah. uh all the other quarterbacks uh you know Jamar Chase obviously even Pitts ahead of them sometimes you know it was one of those types of things and I think when it came right down to it we talked about this you know um Mac Jones was the sort of more sure bet and mm-hmm. Zach Wilson was the real high ceiling, real low floor. I will say, I've said it a couple times in this pod, I'm watching Zach Wilson, and what I see is, like, you know, it's funny. Uh, I heard, I was listening to Ray Ray Garvin's pod, Destination Debbie. He was real close to coming on the show tonight, and I'm sure he'll be on very soon here. We're just trying to, to link up. But I was listening to his pod to kind of hear what he was been talking about because we were going to chit-chat, and uh, he, he, he said he was listening to Colin Cowherd. And Colin Cowherd said, so I heard – Ray Garvin tell me that Colin Coward said that he's trying to make uh, Patrick Mahomes plays. And, you know, both Ray and I, I agree. He is. He's really trying to push that ball down the field and make some hero plays where he's just got to take the found money and keep his team in the game. He doesn't have this, you know, juggernaut team. He doesn't have this great offensive line. And as of yet, even though he has the skill set, he is not an elite quarterback. So I think his mind needs to be sort of jostled around. And one of the things that I mentioned, I'm curious to hear what you think of this, Chalk, is I said he doesn't have a veteran coaching staff. He has a rookie head coach. He has a, a, a first-year you know, offensive coordinator, and he has zero veteran quarterbacks on the roster to sort of help him. You know, a Josh McCown type was one of the guys I brought up. Like Even a guy like that who's like, maybe going to be a coach down the line, but isn't very good. They don't even have that. They have nobody behind him. I literally don't even know who the backup quarterback is. That's how bad it is. You know, in 20 dynasty leagues, having my own podcast, no fucking clue. Um, So I think there's just sort of a little bit of a lack of support system around him. And you can sort of, that plays out on the field as well as a shitty offensive line. Yeah, no, um, that's actually an interesting point. Yeah, there's... (laughs) I don't know who's actually, yeah, like you said, behind Right, you, like, you have to look it up. It's like, oh, yeah. shitbag oh. number two or whatever, yeah. It, dude, like, I looked it up when you were talking. It's Josh Johnson, like, dude. Like, How is it Josh Johnson? Are you serious? Dude. I fucking love that guy coming out. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Maybe they should it's throw like, Josh Johnson out there. Tampa like, Bay dude. Buck. Uh, I don't know, dude. I know. <laughs> Holy shit. How'd you guys let him go? Because <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. It's um, like crazy. But but yeah, but I mean, even like Joe Flacco, like remember last year like on the yes. team, even him, he would have been a good presence, right? I mean, won yes. a Super Bowl, like been there, right? Um, you know, been under the pressure, won under the, under the lights. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think like you said, his ceiling is super high. His, his floor is low. Definitely a concern. Um, you know, it's funny. You know who I'm also getting concerned about a little bit? I mean, I don't know if I'm concerned, but I think the reality striking in that Trevor Lawrence may not be, or probably isn't as good as we all or most had kind of crowned him as. Yeah. I think he's still going to be good, but he's. I don't see him as like, oh, he's going to be a top three, top five quarterback, right? He's not going to be Andrew Luck, second coming. Like, I don't I don't see that as a reality. Maybe, maybe he turns it around and he he quickly develops. But 
I mean, I even think back to like Joe Burrow, right? In his rookie year, he came out guns blazing, right? I mean, I feel like if you're going to be that type of elite quarterback, it kind of clicks for you fairly quickly and you, we kind of know and we kind of see it. Um, then picking up the game speed, um, you know, much, much earlier uh, than their counterparts. Yeah. So I don't know. I think so. Trevor Lawrence does feel like, I mean, for what people considered, you know, one of the best picks in however many years. Like, I, I still feel like Kyle, Kyler Murray would is still going to be a, a much better dynasty quarterback. You know. Well, well here's years. my here's my feeling, right? So I think Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson. I think their surrounding and support systems are in great question. Like tremendous mm-hmm. question like not like oh i wonder if everything's gonna be okay they're like pretty sure it's dog shit all the way through like mm-hmm. really because i mean you think about all right let's let's go to let's go to jacksonville i remember you know going into the draft we did a draft show the whole thing they had all the capital i i will tell you i drafted many mock drafts on like the the cool awesome like you know mock mm-hmm. draft simulators they're so much fun i fucking love those things i'm addicted to those every off season. Anyway, side note, but I used to draft with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why? Because they had pick one, pick 24, whatever, 22, whatever it was, 24, I think. 24, obviously the 2.01, the 2.11, the 3.01, and then picks, picks, picks. They just had Mm -hmm. so many picks. And like, I would just get there and be like, if I were on the clock at 124 there, that, that, that pick, I'd be looking to trade it. And then I'd, you know, move back. You know, Chalk. I mean, we talked about mm-hmm. how it works in Dynasty. Like, I know it's not the same, but it's exactly the same. It's like, mm-hmm. I can trade this pick, still get a great player, and then, you know, get a bunch of value into next year's draft. And then I can get on the 2.01. And, like, is there a better pick to trade than the 2.01? It's like, <laughs> look, seriously. like, seriously, it's overnight. All the teams are sitting there. The owners are on the phone with, like, Whoever's got the fifth pick of that, hey, dude, did you know fucking so-and-so's on the board? <laughs> like every right? It's true, man. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what's happening. There's got to be five to ten teams that are looking to get that 2.01 so that they can get their guy. It's a second-round pick. It's not as much money, but there's someone who fell. Whomever it is, it doesn't even matter. And they just – I don't even know who they took. Some shit bag. Like literally probably not even a starter. Like – trade the picks i was saying they should have been the bank so first of all they fuck up the draft not only that but at the 124 they took a running back travis Etienne. when i predicted how stupid they'd be they, <laughs> right for for yeah. months i was saying they'd be stupid enough to do it and then they, they they were stupid enough to do it we criticized it up front not only that but after they took travis Etienne, they openly admitted they were upset about get, not getting Kadarius Tony, who was the worst first round draft pick of the year. So like shithead organization number one was jealous of shithead organization number two. It was like <laughs> mind bending, right? Crazy. One week into the season, uh, Urban Meyer is rumored to be looking at the USC head coaching job. He comes out and says, no, no, no I'm not interested in that, which means yes, you fucking are interested in exactly. it. Exactly. You know, yep. like literally – I mean, it has just been a mess from the beginning. They got smoked by Houston in game one. I mean, I just think there's a ton of uh, of problems in Jacksonville, and that's what worries me about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, during the offseason, Urban Meyer is doing those pro wrestling appearances. They have, like, wrestlers, like, on live TV yeah. in his office. And, like, it's just, like, it's, just a, it's just a shit show over there, right? I mean... Yes. You're trying to rebuild. Yes. Like you said, you had all that draft capital. You had the 101. 
you had the 201 and then what are you doing like <laughs> what are you doing like it's crazy it, it's bad it's crazy. They, they did an it's awful crazy. job i mean you know um so you okay there's one right so that's the that's the that's the jacksonville situation now you you know we talked about the the jet situation let's move to chicago you know uh our friends uh evan silva and matt kelly basically did their you know the they they, they take down an organization every yeah, year the they annual was, yeah, the annual, annual <laughs> the, the annual dismantle. Exactly. Well said. Um, and uh, this year was the Bears. And, you know, the Bears kind of did something smart by, you know, getting a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields and pairing him up with, you know, Tevin Jenkins. You know, not a bad decision. They knew they needed an mm-hmm. offensive line, but they had fucked up so much previous to that kind of, okay, maybe that's a good decision point that, it's not good because Tevin Jenkins is out. So, you know, the 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 one good draft pick they've made in the last fucking 15 years uh, is hurt. And the other guy is just get – he's going to be hurt pretty soon. I mean, it's fucking inevitable. I did watch that game because I was very curious. I mean, you know, there was some people in my mentions because, of course, I trolled uh, Jets fans about uh, someday you'll uh, tell your kids how uh, the Jets drafted Zach Wilson over Justin Fields and – I still think that tweet is aging uh, pretty pretty much okay, but you know they're back in my bench going, oh, "How do you feel now?" You know, I'm like, "Yeah, I feel pretty good," but um, but he did not play well, and so I went and looked at the game. Hey, what was wrong? And mm-hmm. you know, they they had 30 dropbacks on I think 21 or more of those 30 dropbacks they blocked with five. They never left someone in to help that shitty offensive line. And in those dropbacks, they got nine sacks, like nine sacks. You'd think after four, five, six, maybe seven sacks, you'd be like, you think we ought to keep someone in to help on fucking Miles Garrett? <laughs> nah, he's fine out there, baby. Let him roll. Like, this is coaching malpractice. They were actually in that game. I know it was 24 to six or whatever it was, but like it was like 13-6 or something like that, you know, not too long. I mean, they were within a score. And just let let the turnstile continue. Matt Nagy is on the hot seat. I would have fired him after that game. On, <sighs> uh, I mean, just because you have an entire offseason to get Justin Fields is the future. If there's any plan you have, it should be for fucking Justin Fields. That's the only plan. Damn it. Yeah, man. <laughs> they they literally were gifted Fields. And right. It, yeah. I mean, but like you said, they've they've messed up so much in the past that like they're paying for it now right it's like that karma like you all the all the lost credits and goodwill and everything you burned off and those picks and to get your biscuit and all that um now you're feeling it right um you get gifted fields and you're still botching it you're still not handling the situation correctly um yeah i'm interested i didn't see the game i mean maybe i'll have a chance to kind of get back there um and watch some of the clips um yeah it's it's rough watch yeah, because you know, I had I had high expectations of Fields, and you know these rookie quarterbacks, like, like you know, I don't expect them to light the world on fire necessarily, but you know, it is concerning that um, Chicago that situation is a complete dumpster fire. Coaching sucks. Um, there, and, there were, yeah, like, let me tell you, yeah. you'll you'll watch it, Chalk, and there were a couple times where he held the ball a little too long. Like you know, he made a couple rookie errors, like no question, right? But there were a couple, like most of the times, he would either be hitting his back foot, ready to throw, and like decleated, or he would like feel pressure around the edge and like step up one or two steps and look 
to make a throw and get fucking crushed. Like there was nowhere for him to go. It wasn't like, you know what he should have done there was this. It was none of that. It was like, oh boy, that was rough. Like it was a lot of that. Like you'd just be like, ugh, boy, I don't know what the fuck I would have done. Like it's not like Tom Brady would have been in there. He'd have been, I mean, it's just was, it was ugly. It was an absolute albatross. Not only that, but you think about it, like, when you have this kid, what does he do? Well, he's a rookie, so he's not going to sit there and like pick teams apart. So why are you, you know, uh, blocking with five and letting everybody else? Like he's not going to dissect the team yet. That's not where he's at. What's your weakness? Offensive line. So why the fuck aren't you helping your offensive line? And then what's his strength? Well, he runs a four-four, you know, flat. Like this kid can move. So maybe some RPOs. Maybe some stuff where he's bootlegging. You know, maybe some stuff where you get him out in space. Maybe some stuff where you're, you know, you're pushing the ball. Um, you know, horizontally instead of vertically where you can stretch the defense from side to side. That's where this kid could have been making plays, but you can't stretch the, the the field vertically. Your offensive line won't give him the time. It just was a mind-bending uh, game plan against, against Cleveland where we know Cleveland's got talent all up that front. I mean, they are talented and we know they want to run the ball. So they're not going to pass you out of the building. You could have slowed that game down and played it a certain way where at least you'd have been in the game and not given up nine sacks, a career-high uh, franchise record, four and a half sacks to Miles Garrett, who, by the way, looked fucking beastly. I mean, he was just killing fools. Oh, he he looks crazy. He retired yeah, Jason Peters. <laughs> he did, man. Jeez. Oh, man. That guy's – I saw like a <laughs> – like a post game interview or something with him, and he had like a shirt <laughs> off too. He yes, he's so yoked, man. He doesn't not look human. He looks crazy. Yeah, and and uh, I, I, you know, he's not a professional fighter, but doesn't he want to fight like Jake Paul or some? What, what, yeah, which yeah, one of yeah. Pauls? I think, I think he does want to yeah fight one of the Paul brothers. And crazy. like, like I've heard someone say, no, Paul would would get him because like you know he's a pro. And what did he do to Nate Robinson? I'm like, first of all, Nate Robinson was five six, like. 148 pounds. This dude is fucking 6'6", 285 pounds. He will fucking kill Jake Paul, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. I I want to see this fight, and I want to put my hard-earned money on that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, we, pro- we probably won't get to see it, but that would, that would be one, one to watch. Yeah, that would be one to watch. I love these. How do you feel about these, uh, you know, these boxing matches, the, the you know, celebrity or whatever, right? you know, athletes yeah. and all the rest? I don't, I don't really it? care for it. No, not really. I don't really care for it too much. Yeah, you like I'm it? In. You're, you're yeah, those spectacles. <laughs> you know what it's like. It's like uh, what was that show? The with the with the uh, the claymation fighting the c- celebrity death match. The celebrity death match. Yeah, it's like that except real. You know, you're like because it knows no bounds. Like right now, it's like oh yeah, these guys kind of know how to fight, but it could just go to that where it's like you know fucking yeah, Martha Stewart versus Ellen DeGeneres or some shit. You're like oh my god, this is great. Like I want to see it. I'm in. <laughs> True. I guess he could. Yeah. Yeah. What's the our, thing our on Martha Stewart versus Ellen DeGeneres? Who you got? Oh shit. I, I mean, Martha I take, Stewart did time. So if I take Ellen, really? I Ellen's mean, Martha spicy. Stewart's been in the clink, dude. She'll fuck. She knows some tricks. Yeah, but Ellen got some moves though. She moves. <laughs> She's younger. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all for the uh, the celebrity steel cage matches. I think they should put like maybe twenty or thirty celebrities in one steel cage and let them just fight it out. Whoever makes it out of there alive. Is that too far? Sorry. Is that too far? Is that too far? No, you're good. Okay. All right. Just making sure I don't want to, I mean, you know, this is presented by the undroppables. I don't want to have any, uh, you know, conflicting takes, but um, back to football, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, not just for how they played. Cause I actually think Trevor looked, looks 
good. He's making boneheaded plays, but I mean, he is scoring points and moving the football. Now he does have weapons. He has a pretty frisky little team on the offensive side of the football, but I think he's handicapped by the system there as well. And, you know, I I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, you, You may be right. He may not be that guy, but that's another one. I would just be like, Urban, just go to USC. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I was listening to the Mike Lombardi uh, podcast, and it's a great one. I think I've mentioned on this show a few times, and Lombardi's great. He he don't give a shit. He just fucking says it like it is. And uh, he was talking about, you know, the he, he says he has a friend who was texting him uh, saying that this whole USC thing is, like, fucking for real. Like, he's going. And, and like, he's like, I don't fucking know, but this dude thinks he's going whatever, something like that. And it's like, uh, I think this is all very real. I think he's very, very over his head. And I think he's very, very wanting to get the fuck out of there. And I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I don't know how soon, but he ain't going to be the coach start of next season. That over under, I would bet as much as you want. Game one, he is not the head coach in 2022. Wow. Yeah, dude, no chance. It, man. Wow. Yeah, book it. Book it. No chance. Uh, it may happen sooner than that. I, I don't know, but I mean, it just doesn't feel like it's gonna it's gonna be very long. So for Trevor Lawrence, maybe they'll get some someone competent in there. Uh, speaking of not competent, let's just stay on the fucking bloodbath chalk. Let's move to the NFC East. Oh, oh, oh. I'll gotta I gotta take some medicine chalk because I had the football team. Of course couple things. Number one, I thought their defense was going to be better than it is, which has not been good. And I didn't suspect that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be hurt right off the bat. Um, all that being said, they don't look like they'd be good if Ryan Fitzpatrick was as healthy as he could ever be. So there's a problem there in Washington. Is this a blip in the radar or you think there's a trend here? And are you a little nervous about um, maybe some of your Washington football team, um, you know, dynasty assets uh i'm not i'm not too worried to be honest um you know i I know there's a small blip right on the radar and you know mclaurin uh he's he hasn't been you know producing like i guess the level that you know we've expected from him i mean you know we consider him a you know top 12 top 10 dynasty you know receiver uh i think he's right there outside the top 20 right now in, in the season uh, obviously, Curtis Samuel's out. Um, Fitzpatrick, like you said, like we didn't expect him to um, get knocked out so early. And uh, you know, Heineke's competent, right? But he's not a game changer. And I think uh, you know, Antonio Gibson. I think he's hasn't had had that upside that we've expected. I mean, we were a lot of us were hyping him up to be um, CMC light. No one's no one's expecting to become CMC, right? There's only one <laughs> CMC. There's no. <laughs> No one's gonna ever be CMC, um, and yeah, it's disappointing. I'm not. I'm not moving off of McLaurin or Gibson. I'm not. Uh, if anything, I'm trying to buy the dip. Maybe um, trying to acquire more um, on my dynasty teams at a slight discount, depending on you know who may be wanting to maybe give up. Give up on them. Uh, yeah. Curtis Samuel. <laughs> um, you know he's coming back off of IR. Uh, I think he'll add add a little wrinkle to the offense. Add some firepower. I don't think we'll see kind of elite production out of McLaurin this year or, or, or Gibson. I think it'll be decent and steady. Um, but I think dynasty-wise, we'll be tempted to kind of f- start fading them. Uh, me personally, I'm going to try to hold the line and uh, just be patient. Just trust trust the process and 
trust what I've seen before. And, um, you know, I trust that Washington will <laughs> figure out the quarterback situation sooner or later. Get somebody. You know, I think you may be selling your take a little short because let me look. He he played the Bills last week. That's Tredavious White. Um, you know, by all accounts, one of the best corners in the league. Um, Heineke is not exactly great. Look, I think their defense not being as elite as it was is probably better for you know the pass catching weapons there. I think it's going to turn around. Um, they uh, they started with uh, the Chargers. Well, the Giants weren't very good. Of course, they actually played pretty well. They put up 30. And then at the Bills, and that was a tough game. They, they go at the Falcons. That's a good matchup. The Saints, not very good. But the Chiefs should be a, a shootout. The Packers should be a shootout. Broncos, not as good. Bucks is a pass funnel. Panthers, not as good. Then Seahawks is great. Raiders, who knows? You know, Cowboys great, Eagles great, Cowboys great, Eagles. So they finish with, you know, four great games there. And then at the Giants in a meaningless game because it's going to be the 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 you know the last week of the season. So unfortunately we don't get another Giants game. But I think the schedule lightens up a little bit. It's probably a good time to trade for McLaurin right now because he's probably going to kill the the terrible Atlanta Falcons. Um I, I'm with you. I think that the the red oh geez, I almost said it. Uh the football team is is probably just not the team we thought they were in terms of, you know, as well-rounded as they'll be. But I think there's going to be some some bounce back. And I think they're going to play a little bit better, you know, going forward. But just won't be that team that, you know, we thought was a sneaky playoff contender and, you know, my sort of dark horse Super Bowl contender. But they're certainly not that. That part was dead wrong. And I wasn't alone there. There was a lot of people that felt that. Of course, I did bet them at 60-1. to 1. It's not like I bet them at 10-1. to 1. But, um, you know, I think they're they're just not that. Another team that's a little bit scary to look at in that division is the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, Michael P. Duncan, but your Philadelphia Eagles are a little scary. And, you know, they famously ran the ball three times to running backs this past (laughs) week, which, you know, everybody's, you know, gifting, memeing and just fucking making fun of them for. Look, I think there's some some inexperience in that coaching staff. I think they're going to have a hard time, you know, figuring it out on the fly. They've got a young Basically, a you know second year quarterback who's got you know four or five games of experience. Um, you know he was a second round pick. He was replaced by Tua in college. I mean, yeah, he's you know been a top ten fantasy quarterback three weeks in a row, and I've got no problem with that. But I, I'm not so sure he's a top ten. Well, I know he's not a top ten NFL quarterback in the league. And with the the issues there, you know they're starting to. They've they've got more injuries on that offensive line. It, it could get a little ugly for Philly as well. Um, what are your thoughts about you know maybe Jalen Hurts and any other uh, players you have thoughts about there in in Philadelphia? Yeah. Um, so you started off with the the infamous three carries. Man, I actually watched that game. Right. I mean, you know, me and you. Right. Well documented. Miles yes. Sanders. Um, you know, truthers. Uh, you know, God bless our souls. Yes, um, dude. I watched that game specifically because I wanted to watch Miles, and I was like, "This is the game that he's gonna like really break out this season. He's gonna, he's gonna, you know, I mean, he's had he's had over a hundred scrimmage already, but you know, this is gonna be the game where he's gonna shut up, shut everybody up." And then I don't know if you watched it, but like the first couple of plays or the first play of the game, they like handed it off, and like he like broke one loose for like twelve or something. Like he had a nice run. Like one of his early runs was like. A nice run, and I was about to tweet it like, "Oh, get ready, motherfuckers! Like this is gonna be a long <laughs> yeah. game, right?" I was like, "Ready?" And I had it like about it, drafting it, drafting the tweet, and I'm like, oh, "I'm just gonna hold off, right?" Like, because whenever I talk talk shit, things come off, you know, things don't work out. So I just sat there, 
And then they don't give him the ball. Like, dude, the guy just made a play. Why the F are you not giving him the ball? Like, give him the ball. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm so I'm a little concerned just by that usage. I mean, I think Miles looks great this year. Um, they're not giving him the ball enough. Um, and I think that's my take of there. Jalen Hurts, yeah, he's great. Top 10 fantasy quarterback, Konami code, putting up 20-plus points a game. Great. Um, ride that if you're a contender. Um, if you're not, I would probably wait another week or two and get out while you can. I, I If he plays like that for the rest of the year, like he just played, yeah, you'll put up 20-plus fantasy points and you'll you know win people weeks. The Philadelphia Eagles are not – they don't care. They're not going to keep him around. The way he's playing, that's not, That's not. you know, the level of football that um, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are expecting out of their quarterback. I, I, you know, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan, but I know that fan base. I, I know that, that franchise. They're not going to stand for that type of play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been linked to the Deshaun Watson situation, and obviously that's a whole other situation. Golly, I mean – that's going to be the 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 sneaky thing that you know that, that that's probably something maybe we could talk about because real quickly because I, I haven't had a take on Deshaun and he may be a buy right now like right now because I don't know I just don't know what's going to happen I mean there's so so much uncertainty there I think if you can if you can buy low if you're a team that that is losing and you can find a way to you know. I mean, if you're if you're a team that's not good somehow and you have like Tom Brady or something like that, I mean, you could probably flip Tom for Deshaun straight up right now to a team that is good, that needs a quarterback. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's got to be some creative trades where, you know, you can acquire Deshaun and sit on him. Look, if you're a rebuilding team, you're 0-3, I'd look for a way to maybe move some players. I wouldn't want to give up on picks to get him because, you know, you're rebuilding. But um, because even if he misses a year or so, you know, like this year, obviously, it seems like a lost year. But whenever he comes back and wherever he lands and whenever this is behind him, which, God, I mean, you know, we we all sort of remember Tyreek Hill, you know, and Kareem Hunt. And there's, you know, all sorts of players where we thought they're dead. They're just never going to, you know, they're never going to be. And they're fine. They, they end up, you know, they see the other side of it. Now, this one is a little bit worse, I guess. I don't. I just don't know the details, but I suppose it could be a lot worse uh, than those. But if if not, if it's just another one of those awful things that awful people do and then they just play football afterward, he's going to be dope. Yep, I agree. Um, I've been doing that. I've been doing exactly what you're saying. Uh, all my rebuilding teams are the teams that I'm not competitive in. Uh, I'm not giving up on him and teams that – you know whether I whether I'm contending or not. If I have him, I'm holding him as long as yeah. I can, right? I mean, you just stash him away, and that's like you said. When he comes back, that's lock and loaded, um, n- no problem. So if, uh, let me ask you this: yeah. let, I'm going to ask you because this is you're the trade master. You're very good transactionally. So let's say that you're a competitive team, and like you know maybe you've got some of these Fields or Zach Wilsons on your team, or so, I don't know. I, you know, make it up, right? But like you're 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 kind of a, a um, you're sitting on on these quarterbacks that probably won't be good, and but you have like, um, let me see, let's go with uh, I'm gonna do a good one. Russell Wilson. Would you give up Russell Wilson? And uh, I'll just start here in a in a, in a 22 second um, 
for uh, Watson. In other words, get Watson and a 22 second for Russell Wilson. Would you would you sell Russell Wilson for Watson and a 22 second? Well, not competitive. Uh, You're not, not a competitive, competitive team. Yeah. You got like Fields and whatever. Wilson, Wilson, Wilson would be too hard to give up, I think. Like that's kind of like maybe close to that line of what about Wilson and a and a twenty three first? Excuse me, Watson and a twenty three first for Wilson. Sorry. Oh wow, I've been drinking. I'm not competitive. I'm not competitive. Yeah. Uh, I. I might. I might press that. I. 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 I, I'd probably squeeze more, right? Because I. I, Because you know, like me, right? Like it's it's the classic chalk squeeze where, like ah, you know. I, I, I want to do it, but you know what can what kind of else can I get? Right? Can I get a third out of that, or maybe yeah, like, like a, a Brian Gabriel Edwards or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Brian Edwards, yeah. Gabriel Davis, right? Like Mooney, like trying to squeeze somebody. Mooney might be like too too hype right now. Yeah, um, somewhere in there it, though. But, I think that's yeah, right. It's just, you know? just squeezing something, right? Like last year, I'm bidding like a Michael Pittman, right, or something. Maybe like an that. Emmanuel Sanders, Odell Beckham type, like someone older yeah, or something. Maybe, where, you know, yeah, you, maybe you, you can know. use that as like another flip piece, right? Like I'm yeah. just going to flip that for a second later. Yeah, something. Yeah, I consider it. Um, hmm. I, I I still like Russ, though, right? Of um, course. I mean, you got to give up some good. He's I, because here's a, here's the flip yeah. side. If you're sitting there with Deshaun, are you giving up Russell Wilson in a first? I mean, excuse me. Are you giving up Russell Wilson? I mean, the other way around. Are you giving up Deshaun yeah. in a first to get Russell Wilson? Right? God, I've been drinking a lot. I messed up this whole trip. Yeah. But are you giving up uh, Deshaun and a first yeah. to get For- Russell Wilson if you're a competitor? Maybe. Like Maybe. that also sounds okay. Yeah, that also sounds okay. I think I think mm-hmm. it can go either way. Um, my only, yeah, I guess my only my only thing would be, you know, um, if you're getting that first, you know, um, you're just in it for the long haul, right? Like, yeah, Deshaun probably not going to play. I mean, he's not playing this year. Might not play next year. You might miss half of next year. Yeah. Right. So you're almost like losing. That that's the thing with me in Deshaun yeah. is I'm I, I I almost already punted this. Like, you know, I'm not gonna have him this year, and I'm probably not gonna have him at least half of next year. Like, I've already accepted that. Right. But even when even after that, he's still young and he's still gonna be <laughs> right. fucking good for a long right. time. Yeah. Right? If he so, if he's not like ostracized from the league forever, like yeah. he's got plenty of time left. But if I need, if I'm a contender and like I need Russell Wilson as like my QB two, yeah, yeah, like, no, like yeah, like you're doing, of course it. not, <laughs> like, yeah, no, you can't it. do that, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you're what you know, let's say you're sitting with like you know cousins Stafford and Russell Wilson, and they come to you and they're like, we'll give you you know Watson and a first for Wilson, and you already have like these other two sort of placeholders. I, 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 if, if if I if that if that came to me, I'd probably trade it, right? Because yeah. Recently, I've been actually doing stuff like this where if I have three or four quarterbacks, like they're, you know, top 12, top 13, 14 quarterbacks, like I have three of them and someone's coming to me, I'll trade it to you, right? Like I'll give you Matt Stafford, but I want like a first, a second, Ben, and maybe something else, right? And I just did that, right? Like it's a contender. I'm like pretty stacked. I have Kyler, Brady, and Stafford. I'm like, yeah, I don't need Stafford. Like, yeah, it's nice. But I'm like, well, if I can get, you know, picks on a, I'm a contender, and I can just start reloading on picks right now. Other people's picks, yeah, sure. Like that's even better. Like, you know, I'm taking your picks, and I'm a contender. You know, and yeah, I'm gonna exactly comp bet on myself to take you out, and I'm still getting a third quarterback or fourth quarterback just to 
pull me over. But yeah, I think you want to talk about Ben, so maybe that's a segue. Uh, I well, did, did I do ben want to talk about Ben. Though. I do want to talk about Ben, but I can't <laughs> bypass. We're in the NFC East. I can't yeah. go True. away from True. the bottom of the barrel. I mean, you know, I do my power rankings almost every week. I mean, some weeks I don't do them, but I think at the very bottom is the New York Jets and the New York Giants. New yes. York bringing up the rear <laughs> just from behind. They're the bottom, the buttocks of the NFL. The very <laughs> ass of the NFL the the brown star of the NFL is the New York football Giants and Jets eat it New York fans eat it <laughs> is that rude that's savage man that's savage but look they they're, they're terrible and I know right now Michael P Duncan is like literally fist pumping in the green room like he's like yeah get him god damn it get him I'm tired of you going after my Philadelphia Eagles who suck go after another team in my division that sucks And it's the New York Giants. They are so bad. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people talking about them. And, you know, this one also came up on the uh, Mike Lombardi show. And I love this. So remember, Chalk, remember how I sent you guys the information about that NFL mock draft where Charlie Cashley did the draft? And he had correctly, by the way, uh, you know why he had it correct? I'll tell you. Charlie Cashley had the 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 Kadarius Tony going twenty, you know, and he and he said, well, that, you know, they're going twenty. Okay, well, that's a fine prediction. That that ended up being true, but he also put in there that Kadarius Tony was a better prospect than Justin Jefferson ever was. And yes, that's a fucking quote. <laughs> Kadarius Tony is a better prospect than Justin Jefferson ever was. I mean. Edited and put to print was that fucking statement. You have to be so ashamed of yourself. I mean, there's a lot of stupid shit I've said on these airwaves. A lot. And y'all could fucking roast me for it. But I never said nothing that stupid. And he's, you know, now I find on this real the GM podcast, the GM Shuffle with, with Lombardi, he says that John Mara, the Mara family, that one of their closest confidants is guess who? Charlie Casserly. And they picked him. <laughs> Kadarius Tony at 20, probably on Charlie Casserly's stupid ass recommendation. Congratulations, New York Jets fan, Giants fans. Eat it. Oh, jeez. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is what I was. I mean, I've just been dying to get on these goddamn airwaves so I can roast these stupid ass teams. I mean, they got Jason Garrett clapping his way to fucking three losses. They've got. You know, Daniel Jones being drafted in the top seven. They've got no offensive line. They've got, they're wasting Saquon Barkley, legendary talent. I mean, this is just, they spent all the money on Kenny Galladay when they draft Kadarius Tony. If Kadarius Tony is better than Justin Jefferson, why the fuck do you need Kenny Galladay? I mean, this is just the worst run team of all time. They have no direction, they've got no chance of turning it around. And still, Michael P. Duncan, green room, just fist pumping. What do you, what do you think, Chuck? <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, just dunking poor, on Jet Giants fans. Poor just, Giants I mean, fans. Poor. What's the question? Chalk's sitting there going, "What the fuck's the question, bro?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I know they paid Kenny Galladay a lot of money to uh, <laughs> do really a lot of nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so Kadarius yeah, Tony, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what would you pay for Kadarius Tony right now? A third? 
Would you buy Kadarius no, Tony for no, the right? No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. It's, it's like it's just it's just throwing oh, away a pick, you know. I, yeah, I, I'll throw it away next year. You know? like, let me just, yeah, let, yeah. Let me make a shitty pick next me, year. I can make a shitty pick on my own. I don't need to fucking trade for it. Yeah, right. Like I want to pick my guy, right? Like if I want to pick a player, I'm still gonna just be a bust. Like let me pick my guy. At least let me enjoy the bust. I mean, this bust yeah. is already busty. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's bad. And um, you know, I I I sent the tweet. It was like. You know, I, I sent it as if I was serious. I said, you know, the New York Giants should try and trade Kadarius Tony for a starting offensive tackle. And uh, this one guy in the comments was like, I don't get it. I was like, you <laughs> don't get it. Like they could have drafted all these offensive tackles that were on the board at fucking pick 20 and they took a backup gadget player. The fuck are you talking? It's so stupid, you know? Yeah, it makes wow. it really, that, that pick really made no sense. Like, like from so many so many levels, it just Ugh. made no sense. I rem- I was on the I was on the the the, the Undroppables live stream. I think even um, Michael P. Duncan was there, and you know he told me that uh, that the Kadarius Tony pick was made. You know, and he was shit eating grin. He's just smiling. He just knows. I mean, here's <laughs> the thing that that I find amazing. Like we're just a bunch of idiots in our mom's basements, and we clearly know that that was a shitty pick. Like we were roasting. I have Charlie Cashley, you know, um, show titles before the draft. It wasn't like, Oh, in hindsight, we knew that this was, no, it was like very clear that this is the dumbest process pick. It's not even that. I think I mentioned like if, you know, it's Lynn Bowden, that's who Kadarius Tony is. He's actually, if he was drafted in the third, late third round, I've been like, no, it's a pretty interesting pick. I'd, I'll, I'll take a stab at Kadarius Tony, lightning fast, really shifty, you know, kind of multi-purpose, uh, you know, a player that can do a lot of different things. Maybe they'll line him up in the backfield. Who knows? Maybe he's got a Curtis Samuel ceiling. Oh, it's possible. Who knows? But to draft a guy with a no floor and a Curtis Samuel ceiling at pick 20 is malpractice. And whether that was Dave Gettleman or if that was Charlie Casserly pulling the strings with John Mara, <laughs> it's fucking... It's just it's it's it, yeah, that's the thing is if it was the other if it's John Mara pulling the strings with Charlie Casserly and telling Gettleman that's the pick like you can't even fire Gettleman over it they have to just eat it and and that's probably what happened and that's probably why Gettleman's still in the building and that's probably why your New York Giants aren't going to win shit for many years. Yeah, yeah, just um, such okay. a waste. Of, waste of you want you want to dunk on the on the Pittsburgh Steelers now? <laughs> we can go there. We can go with um, Big Ben, who's in the best shape of his life. Best shape. <laughs> best shape of his life. You know, it's almost like it goes past like like the first year you call Ben, like last year. It was like, you know, he's bad. And, you know, you feel good about being right. This year, it's like you just feel like sympathy for the poor fucker. Like he's like a 40-year-old man tripping over his own feet in the backfield and like chucking his sidearm into the line of scrimmage. Like I, that play actually happened. Um, I saw, um, what's his name? Uh, Steven, Steven Ruiz. Is that his name? Uh, he's got a pretty big Twitter account. He, he did a black and white grainy video. Did you see this? I think I shared no, it in the chat. I Dude, I, I'll fucking share it with you. It's so good. Um, it's a, it, it, they took the highlights of big Ben this week or, you know, <laughs> low lights, I should say the, the, the game clip of big Ben this week. And he put it into like a black and white like sort of sped up video to make it look like it was from the twenties. And he goes, players like this could never play in today's game. 
Oh was, yeah, I I I, saw, I did see that. No, it was so good. It. it was just him that, like yeah. stumbling over his own feet, yeah, yeah. throwing it to the sideline, and being like, <laughs> "A guy like this could never play in 2021," you know. <laughs> and uh, he's right. You know, yeah, so again, I might as well fucking just keep victory lapping. But here's the one that I, I will victory lap is that if we go back to off season, not this past off season, the off season before, you know. I looked at that team and I thought Jameis Winston was a was a great uh you know uh buy low there cuz he was like what did he sign like a million dollar like you know when he went to the Saints mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. fr- free you know he signed like a one year 1.4 1.3 and like he was basically free he was on a on a please give me a job deal this last year I think he got more I don't remember what it was but you know what why weren't they in the the Jameis Winston you know uh sweepstakes uh you know a year and a half ago uh Gardner Minshew just got traded for a sixth round pick why the fuck aren't they giving up a sixth round pick for Gardner Minshew why weren't they in any quarterback you know conversations over the last two years when I've been saying it over and over again like please because here's the thing you have a shit bag offensive line that's for sure like there and it's bad it's not good they have a bad offensive line and they have a 38-year-old broken old man at quarterback, what could go wrong? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's – I thought they were going to get Jameis. I literally thought they were going to get Jameis. I thought they were – like the rumors were swirling. And, I mean, imagine Jameis in yeah. Pittsburgh, right? That would be, be kind of fun. Right? Like, I, I, I'm not a big Jameis fan just because of the turnovers, but um, – and, you know, as a Bucks fan, obviously, it <laughs> didn't work out, but – uh, for fantasy purposes and, and Pittsburgh, I mean, that'd be fun. I mean, look, you're a GM right now. You're the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right? Put your GM hat on. Not fantasy. General manager. For real. Chalk, which I think actually would probably work out really well for them. Just being straight. I'm not even trying to kiss your ass. I'm being very honest. You'd fucking rock that job. All right. You're the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you want as your starting quarterback? I'm going to start kind of low. <laughs> like, or, or, or I'll start high. Let's go the other way. Like, Jameis Winston or Ben Roethlisberger? Jameis, right? No, right? no no question. No question. It's Jameis Winston, right? Okay. Uh, this one. Here's another one. Jared Goff or Ben Roethlisberger? Jared Goff. Right, right. E- e- yeah. kind of easily too, almost like yeah, kind of like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah, I, I pause only because it's like, wait, is that a question? Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously Teddy Bridgewater, obviously Jimmy G. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, this is real. Daniel Jones, yeah, of course, I'd Daniel rather, Jones. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So here's where it gets a little bit harder. Drew Locke or Ben Roethlisberger? I, Your I'd general actually, manager. I mean, I would rather have Drew Locke. I mean. Me too. I, Me too. I, and it, I, I don't I, even need to ask that. I, I, I did, yeah, at this point in their careers, <laughs> at this point, right? Like, right? No, like, right this yeah, fucking yeah, second. Yeah. Like, yeah. right now. Right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, right this second. Like, you can, you can just fucking switchity, switchity. Like, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. You just, it, it just happens. Like, no fucking contracts, whatever. I'm just talking yep, about yep. who do you want yeah. starting week yeah. four? Gardner Minshew, Ben Roethlisberger. Gardner. I mean, Gardner that's Minshew. For sure. Fuck yeah. Like, yes. okay. Marcus Mariota. Actually, I do like. I actually like Marcus Mariota. Easily, um, right? I'm yeah, yeah. easy. Okay, 
<laughs> we're getting down there. Okay, now it gets a little, this is fun. Okay, Cam Newton. Oh, wow. Right? <laughs> Cam. Dude, Probably I'm saying Cam. 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 Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm still saying Cam. Cam's I'm available. Yeah, I know. He's I know. available. Like, I know. Okay, like Mitch Trubisky. Serious question. Mitch. Mitch Trubisky, me too. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, it gets to Dwayne Haskins, and I'm like, no, no, still play Ben. You know, still play Ben. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I've seen this. It gets down there, but that's where you have to – like, even like maybe Nick Foles is like, ah, fucking A. We have to – let's talk. Let's have a quick meeting. We'll have a meeting, but I still (laughs) – I'd always say Ben for like – Probably Ben. Yeah, Yeah, probably Ben. Just his continuity. Yes, but it's close. We'd have to have a talk, a chit-chat. So, like – any relevant quarterback, any, they could have signed any fuck. If they, I mean, it's just, it's malpractice. It was malpractice for them to have not, obviously not Jordan Love. I mean, I, I didn't say Jordan Love because obviously <laughs> not him. I mean, let's face it. You don't want Jordan Love anywhere near the fucking football field. I mean, so yeah. I didn't ask that question because obviously it's like Ben Roethlisberger in 20 years. Ahead of Jordan Love, of course. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan Love tonight, fans. Man. Yeah, you're dude. dunking tonight, man. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah, we just got to get our we got to get our uh, got to get our negativity out. You know, I mean, speaking of speaking of Duncan, I mean, I don't know if Michael Duncan, not Michael Duncan, dunking on people. Let's just keep dunking on people. I mean, it's just too much fun. This is going to be the all negativity show. I don't know. We didn't plan this. No show sheet. Zero shares, zero cares. I mean, that's what this was. But Miami Dolphins. Tua hurt again. And I'm going to tell you, I think you've got something to say, but I'm just going to ask it this way. I think everybody, all popular analysts, I mean, you weren't allowed in the analyst green room unless you said Tua was a value heading into the offseason. I was a little tepid on that, but um, you know, I think everybody was a little bit like, yeah, Tua's a buy low. Are, are you nervous about Tua? I am nervous about Tua. Uh, I actually had Tua. I'm going to come on and say I had Tua as the 101 when he came out in Superflex Leagues. Like I, I believed in him. I was very high on him. Um, I put all my chips in and I planted my flag on Tua. Um, you know, for many different reasons. I think and it was a good process all, move. I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was process. And then there was like personal kind of bias and personal factors that went into it, which, you know, you should never really let it get into your process. But, you know, like I said, I'm being honest and transparent. It happened. Uh, Last year, I think the excuse or the, you know, the kind of rationale was major hip injury, coming back, adjusting to the pro game, right? Like there's all that adjustment and he's not 100%. Okay, fine, right? Like we can, we can kind of give him that pass. Going into the season, like you said, a lot of the popular thing to say from most analysts, um, you know, Twitter darling and and all that. Tua is the bounce back candidate, buy low, or you know, acquire him, target him, you know, on the on the low because you know he's being kind of discounted or faded. And now kind of seeing before his injury and, and, and even with the injury, right? Before the injury, the play not that great. Or not wasn't maybe a small step forward, but not what we expected. And then he gets injured. Um, and you just hate to hate to see it, right? I hate seeing players' careers never become fulfilled, or we don't get to see the potential because of injury. But the reality is, we see it often. Right. Um, 
and that's part of the concern. I mean, whether or not, I mean, even if he comes back fully healthy and he never gets injured again, I have that concern of production and performance. And is he the real deal? Right. I mean, is he, is he better than Jalen hurts uh, in the pros? <laughs> even not that, um, we don't know. I don't think so. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't I'm, I'm so. real nervous. I, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, Tua. we actually had talked a lot, I think about Tua. you know, in the undroppable sort of like, you know, sphere in the offseason because it was an interesting spot where if he ended up being the sort of the guy that the that we thought he was when he was like you know a prospect you know when he was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know in his final year in Alabama before he got hurt if you froze time you know in week one or two of the season before he got hurt his final year in Alabama if we talked if we were having a podcast then we'd be like to uh, we would just be gushing and we're talking about bend your will to find a way to get Tua onto your team. Mm-hmm. Trade for the 1.01. Oh, my God, Tua. And, you know, the injury. You know, and everything kind of happens subsequent to that. And here we are, and we're nowhere near that sentiment. As a matter of fact, we're now wondering. I think someone had mentioned this. I forget where I heard it, but I think it was actually um, – maybe it was Adam Levitan and Evan Silva I was listening to. And uh, they mentioned that the betting line – moved to the Dolphins when Tua was announced that he'd be replaced by Jacoby wow. Brissett. Wow. Wow. Like, that is a problem. Like, that's a problem. Like, that's a real problem. That is. <laughs> there was the rumors, right, of Watson, too. We don't know if it's true or not. Right? Oh, it's it's <laughs> going to be more true now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, again, putting your GM hat on, like – Tua and two first round picks for Deshaun Watson. If you're a Dolphins GM, it's like click, like yeah. smash. Yeah, right. I mean, that smash. team looked that team looked a quarterback away right yeah. last year, and then they added Waddle and Fuller, and um, you know they got they got your your favorite Jacecki over there. He was good this past week. He dunked on my ass this week. <laughs> Speaking did. of dunking, yeah, I was like Gasecki's dead. Ten for eighty five. <laughs> Fuck you, Belanger. You fucking bitch. I love it. I love it. Every just so you know, every time I start to get the momentum of the Gasecki fucking dirt nap, <laughs> he comes out and puts his hand through the dirt and grabs me by the fucking throat. I love him. Yeah, yeah. You've been trying to bury him for a while, man. <laughs> so good. Even close. Even close. Even close. It's so good every time. But yeah, I mean, I, I the Dolphins are kind of there. Although they're like the fourth uh, worst team in the in the NFL with plus minus like they've given up over 80 points in three games yeah their uh, defense know, that, take a step back yeah their defense yeah. isn't what i thought it was gonna be this year i thought they're gonna be really legit who knows i mean what's going on um yeah i mean and and <laughs> the off the offensive play wasn't helping much either so i mean gaskin gaskin disappointing I and mean, we i think most of us expected gaskin to be a pumpkin anyways uh but yeah Gaskin disappointing, uh, and then I don't know if you saw, but Will Fuller got you know he missed he missed what the game right personal reasons yeah he just got hurt oh no again he's hurt again oh no I don't I don't, I don't know what it is I just saw <laughs> he missed practice today because he's hurt you know <laughs> it's kind Jeez. of a comedy because um, you know my Scott Fishbowl team is speaking of getting dunked on. It's a fucking train wreck. Rashad Bateman, Odell uh, Beckham, uh, yeah. Fuller, uh, Gallup. Uh, you know, yeah, Trey Lance, 
pits. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. It's the funniest team of all time. It's the fucking worst team. And it's like I mentioned it as I was drafting it that it was just like it was me just blindfolded swinging as hard as I could at a pinata or something. Like I was just trying yeah. to like crack this fucking ridiculous code. <laughs> like I've got Waller and Pitts, and it's it's a stupid team. Like it's something that I would never do. Like. For all the yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. But I was like, if it hits, it's like this stupid ass team. It's a stupid ass team, is all it is. <laughs> so of course yeah. Fuller's hurt. Yeah, yeah. Fuller's hurt. Um fish fish flow, man. I you know, it, it's been a interesting start for me. Like last year my team was basically what you described, which is crazy. Uh this year my team's not great. I mean, I, I lost acres before the season started. Yeah. It's like, here we go again. You know, the season yep. didn't even start losing like half my team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, pour one out for acres. I, I miss you, Cam Acres, and I you know, I can't wait for you're, you to come back. He's gonna you're, be great. You're still a believer. Yeah. I'm a believer. Like, He's yeah, my this boy. Is another receipt right here, right? You're still a believer. Yeah, no, I'm um, not giving up. I've yeah. I have not traded him away in a single league. Not one. I have not I've, I've, I've traded him away in one and I've I traded for him in one. So um yeah. I'm net I'm net even, but I'm nervous. I I just I don't know. I, Bro, I, I I'm I'm course. pulling for him. I'm pulling yeah. for him. I mean, right? Because like he's one of our guys, right? Like yeah. we 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 were all about we we're all about Cam Akers. Uh yeah, so I'm I mean, think for about him, it too I'm, in this yeah. offense right now. Like Stafford just fucking killing it. I mean, yeah, let's go man. there. I'm let's so go to some mad. positives. Let's go to yeah, some positives. Okay. Let's have okay. let's finish the show on a good note. All right. How good does LA look? I mean, are they now if you're doing a power ranking, I was doing it. Uh, you know, it was kind of hard. I wasn't sure. They were flirting with the number one spot. I mean, I think they would be everywhere, like just because they beat the number one team and all that. But like, do you really believe that they're now a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like, are you your own personal powering? That's what I do when I do that shit. People are so funny. I do my fucking power rankings. They're like, don't you know that the Rams beat the Bucs? Like, I might have the Bucs ahead of the Rams. Like, of course I fucking know that, asshole. I'm saying that I still think the Bucs are better. Like, I don't necessarily think that. I think it's a question I was actually looking at and having a hard time. But like yeah. when I do that, it's like, you know, like for instance, the Patriots. I think the Patriots are better than the Dolphins. Like after they lost, I still have the Patriots over the Dolphins. Like, I, yeah. it's the yeah. I understand they fucking lost to him, asshole. That doesn't mean you know that the team that wins is always better. You know, clearly that's not the case. So anyway, that being said, are the Rams the best team in the NFL? No, I don't think so. I, uh, I'm okay. not being salty, um, but I don't think they're the best team. I still think uh, the Bucks, Chiefs, still still the best teams um, in in the in the league. Uh, Rams are Rams are maybe three or four. Uh, I, I think Bills are in that conversation. I mean, just yeah, watching. Bills look good. Dude, Josh Allen, man, I, I I continue to stay wrong on Josh Allen. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, oh, like, oh, it's gonna, he's gonna, he's not gonna be as good as last year, right? And then it's like start off kind of slow, like, yeah, not as good. And I'm like, oh, see, I'm right. And then last week he just explodes. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm wrong again. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, I mean, I basically, you know, sort of presented the Josh Allen uh, stat line without comment. I wasn't saying that he was bad. I wasn't saying to sell him. No advice like that. But I certainly said, hey, look, his numbers are more 2018-19 than they are 2020 so far. Mm-hmm. And then certainly this last week, he put himself yeah. right back on track and <laughs> you know, and, and beat a Washington team that we thought was a good defense. I think he's right back there. They kicked the absolute ever-living shit out of Miami, 35-0. They, they beat, this Pittsburgh game was definitely the, 
one of the games that just sort of throws you off track because Pittsburgh sucks too. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. they first yeah. lost to Pittsburgh, it's like, oh, well, maybe they just lost to a good team. No, they didn't. That Pittsburgh team is garbage. And, you know, I was fading Pittsburgh all offseason as a team, not as, you know, fantasy wise, they're a little bit different, but, you know, fading that Pittsburgh team. But Buffalo looks great, man. And, and uh, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, yeah, no, um, they are. They definitely are. So the Rams, Stafford, I mean, if Cam Akers was in that offense, he would be going just bonkers. I mean, it's really sad. I just continue to want Cam Akers back in the lineup and, you know, enjoying this, you know, fruitful offense. (laughs) Imagine that, man. We we had him high in our projections. I, I projected Cam Akers quite high initially. Um, and I had, yeah, I mean, definitely top 10 running back, uh, expectations for him this year. Uh, it's such a bummer. Um, yeah. Our friend, young. our friend, Justin Boone over at the score had said that, um, uh, that his dark horse for RB one overall was Cam Akers. And of course, when he said that, I was like, yeah, bro, that's what I've been saying. Like, you know, he had that, that ceiling mm-hmm. in him. Like obviously mm-hmm. he had a lot of other outcomes that were possible, but in that offense, and now we're seeing it. This offense is just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, man. Imagine, imagine how they would be the number one team, hands down, if Cam Akers was healthy. Like, no doubt. Right? Yeah. They have defense. They have the offense. They have the running game, passing game. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup looks uh, <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, uh, hey um, what, about, what about the Chargers? How do you feel about the Chargers? Love the Chargers. Go across LA. Yeah, you love the them, Chargers. You see them as a top five team, or is that yeah. too generous? No, I think that's right. I, that's where I have them. I, I think they're right there. I think it's like, you know, um, look, you got to the Chiefs are one and two. They've got some defensive issues, but really, they, you know, I don't. I watched this 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 Chiefs Chargers game. The Chargers are awesome. They're a legit team. Okay, but they had a, a weird fumble they had a weird interception you know the 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 sidearm throw from um uh, Mahomes off a receiver's hands interception he, he, he just there was just some weird shit that happened in that game turnover 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 in the first half just kind of set themselves back and then in the second half they go touchdown 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 like they were they were right there in that game and then Mahomes throws a really bad interception uh trying to make something happen Late in the game, he probably should have eaten it and and just try to live the fight another day. But you know, kind of made a big mistake. But but here's the thing: the Chargers were all over them and they played so well. And I think they're right there. So I mean, you gotta have the Chiefs, you gotta have the Rams, you gotta have the Bucks, those three teams, you gotta have the Bills. I think after that, I look right to the Chargers. So I think you're right there, man. Cool, man. Um, yeah, no, uh, I, I like the Chargers. I just you know that that, that was a kind of interesting kind of. Seeing them beat the Chiefs was uh, kind of a surprise for me. Uh, I, th- I thought the Chargers would have pulled another classic Chargers move, right, and just choke yeah. it away at the end. Um, no, they pulled it through. Yeah, well, th- now they have, you know, um, no more Anthony Lynn, right? I mean, they, they, they've yeah. kind of rid themselves. Staley's just – I mean, he's going to win coach of the year. Look, we should have been betting Herbert and Stafford for MVP and Staley and um, um, fucking – uh, McVeigh for coach of the year. Those are great bets. Those two LA teams, you know, big market, 
Um, you know, I, I just think those were really smart bets early in the, you know, and it's still probably good bets right now. Like, I think you can get eight or eight to eight to one or 10 to one on both Stafford and, and I think Herbert's even more than that for MVP and Staley and, and McVay definitely are, are good coach of the year bets, especially Staley, who, if that team, you know, wins the division somehow over the chiefs, that's huge. That would be huge. Yeah. And they already got one win. So that's, that's already big. Yeah, I think the next uh, two teams after that, like, you know, Bucks, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers, Bills. What about the Ravens, man? You know, the Ravens are gutsy. You know, here's Lamar. He loses his, his, his rookie weapon who's coming back. I know we want to talk about I'll, I'll have you talk about Rashad Bateman. Loses J.K. Dobbins. Loses Gus Edwards. Basically going in there with nobody's at running backs. I mean, literally the corpse of Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman who nobody wants on their team, whether it be fantasy or real life, and some guy nobody ever heard of, Tyson Williams, who, I mean, maybe he's good, but you know, not much there in the backfield. Uh, San Bernardino Brown dropping passes all over the place. The defense losing, you know, their star corner. I mean, just loss after loss after loss. And somehow or another, Lamar Jackson overcame and won that game when they had no business winning that game. Of course, Justin Tucker. Uh, unbelievable, but yeah, I think the Ravens have shown a little bit of toughness. Moxie, what's new? Yeah, no, that's the classic Ravens, right? It's just tough, tough, and you know, a lot of Moxie, and you know, always kind of in the mix, right? They're always going to be kind of the top half of the league. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see them as a top ten team right now. I think they're slipping a little bit right over the last week or so, maybe last couple of weeks. But Rashad Bateman, like you said, it's coming back um, off of IR. Super hyped on him. Uh, you know, checks all the boxes as a prospect. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, right? Uh, San Bernardino Brown not doing. I mean, he's like, you know, he, he's doing the, the typical, you know, one big player, one big game, and then disappears and drops a bunch of balls. And uh, Mark Andrews is still there, still being the focal point of the uh, offense from now, at least from the passing perspective. Bateman's going to be cool. He's going to be fun, I think, and add, add a really interesting wrinkle. Uh, I'm hoping he gives Lamar Jackson a consistent, reliable target other than Mark Andrews on the outside, um, which should make it interesting, right? I mean, it won't change the offense too much, but I think it gives Lamar uh, another dimension and uh, you know makes makes that offense even more dangerous. So let's talk. This will be fun. I, I don't know if the I don't know if the the people like this. I fucking love this. Um, we'll play a little this or that with uh, Rashad Bateman with the. Wizard, chalk. All right. So in Dynasty, would you rather have Rashad Bateman or Tyler Boyd? Bateman. Yeah, it's super close, right? But yes, it's Bateman. I think I agree. I have him ahead. You had him real close. And I'm looking at our consensus ranking, so I'm right there. Here's a tough one. Rashad Bateman or DJ Chark? Ooh. Um, I think I like Chark slightly more right now. It's close. It's close, though. I had it's Chark close. ahead. You actually had Bateman ahead. I mean, I, I think that's yeah. right. I, whatever. It's close. Yeah. It's close. Yeah, and guess, it's like. Yeah. I guess like. I actually have Chark. I'm looking. I'm looking at it. Oh, I do have Bateman above Chark. It's but, close. No, no, yeah. it, it, and and that's why we do this because a lot of times you'll ask these questions. You're like, "Oh shit, I guess yeah. I do prefer this or that." Yeah, and yeah. that's how you fix your rankings. I mean, because yeah. some yeah. these guys are all in the same spot. So okay, so 
Chark. That's pretty cool. Uh, Rashad Bateman or Juju? Oh. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. I'd prefer Bateman. Yeah, I think uh, so. I, I prefer Bateman. I'm looking at my rankings now. Like, yeah, I prefer I Bateman, know. but but it's close, right? It's like, close. I think that's... You know why? I, I like Bateman because the unknown, right? Like, the, I think the allure. Like, yeah, I know, like, but it's tough. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, Rashad Bateman or Jalen Waddle? Waddle. Oh, I, I like Wa- I like Waddle okay. a little bit more. Um, I, and I'm trying to think back, like the whole process. I like Waddle a little bit, little bit more. Uh, but I had him like right there. It was like it's so close. Like it was like splitting hairs, right? Like. And you know what I think really what it came down to was like Waddle. Um, it's like, oh, he's going to uh, and like, I don't know. I just, you know, I don't know what it was like that kind of gave him that just a nod. Right. It was like a, it was like the tiebreaker. It was like, oh, he's going to go to a, okay. What about, what about, uh, we'll, we'll do some recency ones. Rashad Bateman or Brandon Ayuk. I still like Ayuk more. In Dynasty. Yeah, it's close. I still like Ayuk. Uh, it's, so- it's, yeah, that, that gap is Definitely closing, right? Like, ask me a month ago. It wouldn't have been close, right? Yeah, it wouldn't have been close. So, I mean, it's he's right on the edge of that because I think a lot of the guys behind that, you know, when you start talking about, you know, like I'll ask you, Rashad Bateman or Michael Gallup? Bateman. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Bateman or Corey Davis? Bateman. Bateman or LaVisca Chenault? Bateman right it gets easier like he's really right up against that edge and so I mean like it's really hard because you have to take him over guys like you know first of all Mike Williams I'm looking at my rankings needs to move up we're going to move him up today you and me moving him up how high is Mike Williams speaking of the Chargers it's he's got to move up way up um you know he all right here we go Mike Williams or Brandon Ayuk uh, Brandon Ayuk still. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had yeah. them back to back. So if I move him up, oh. I got to move him up there. Oh, I, I, I just moved up Mike Williams just, you know, when you brought his name up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have to, I haven't updated him. I moved Look, him up like 10 spots, just like off the cuff. Like I moved him up above Michael Gallup. Let's just yeah. say that as a start. I mean, he's got to be, you know, because yeah. Mike Williams right now, you know, as a, as a player, you know, here's the only negative. Here's the only negative. Contract year. So if he walks, who knows what situation he gets himself into. But if you told me, let me just say this loud and clear. If you told me that Mike Williams was 100% signing with the Chargers easily over Brandon Ayuk. How's yeah, that? I would say I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd move him up to like WR28, which would be above Ayuk. Yes. So I'd be like in the top 30 receivers. Yeah, right he'd now be I have in the top forty because I have like I have Rondell Moore ahead of Mike Williams. I have Juju. I have Kenny Galladay ahead of Mike Williams. You know, Kenny Galladay. We got to start thinking about moving down. I yeah, I've been moving him down. I think we just keep moving him, huh? Yeah, I keep he, moving him down and down and down. I mean, he's not playing terrible. It's just you know the is aforementioned. He, is he, yeah, is he kind of like is he kind of like low key like old and broken? Yeah, a little bit, like a little tiny bit. Right, but like not broken, key, like, but old. Yeah, but like he's he's banged up now. 
right? Yeah. Wasn't he just banged up? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just getting these bad vibes, right? Yes. Like, I'm hoping the best for it. But I, you know, like, I remember people always telling me he's old, right? Like, yeah, he's good, but he's old. He's only had a couple good seasons. Like, he, you know, like, he's more highlights and name brand than maybe like the the consistent, like, what we th- would think of Kelly and Galladay, right? What we yeah. think of him. It's not yes. like it's like what you think of him and what he should be doesn't really necessarily equal the reality. But most people, including myself, never really kind of made that distinction, right? Like you kind of just like gloss over it. You're just like, oh yeah, Kenny Galladay, Megatron, Babytron, yeah, right. You're like oh, you know, he's he's so good. Uh, look at his plays, right? And then you know, he got injured. Like he wasn't, you know, without Stafford, he wasn't the same. He's not with Stafford now. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna have to keep moving him down. He's gonna keep moving down. Yeah, it's not good. It, it, you know, and it's one of these things where I'm not so sure. You know, you're right. He, um, you know, he had those two great years in 18 and 19, and then you know last year with Detroit only played the five games, and now he signs the big contract. You know, uh you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what to think. Like, I just don't know what is going to happen there. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not super excited. I mean, you know, when he was great, he was a touchdown maker. You know, he had 11 touchdowns in 2019. You know, he had a, he had a good touchdown percentage for the most part. And this year he's got zero, you know, three games. I know that's small sample and then the rest of it. But, you know, his catch percentage is down. His He's just yards per target is down. The The team is not all that good. Uh, you know, I thought maybe he'd be a good fit with Daniel Jones, who if he does anything well is throw the football down the field. But yeah, you got to be careful with Kenny Galladay right now. He's, he's definitely a sell, but I would probably wait for the big game to sell him uh, because he's going to have a big game. He's going to have a, you know, five catch, one ten, two touchdown game. It's coming at some point. He'll have a big game and, you know, maybe you can look at that schedule and see it coming probably, but uh, at this point, I'm with you. But, you know, definitely – so Kenny Galladay or Mike Williams. It's Mike Williams. Kenny Galladay or uh, Rashad Bateman. Uh, Bateman. Yeah, right? So yeah. maybe Kenny Galladay is outside the top 35 uh, dynasty wide receivers uh, yeah, when you start to is. think about it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's outside of 40, I think. If you Oof. really start – maybe right there on the cusp, right? Because, I mean – Brandon Cooks, right? I mean, I want Brandon Cooks over Kenny Galladay. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's, sucks. that sucks. That's to true. Say, right? Yeah. Right? Like Jarvis Landry, Chanel. I mean, it's like, then you start like, maybe I want Galladay over those guys. So that's still yeah. outside the top 40, though. Yeah, right? Tyler I mean, Boyd, Brian Edwards, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Man. It's rough. Life comes at you fast. It does, man. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you uh we we've got th- there's a couple of great games this week. I love this Cardinals at Rams. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh we talked about, you know, Matt Stafford and how awesome this this Rams team is, but the Cardinals, man. You know, talk about some 3 and 0 teams right now. You know, Tommy Mo, I want to formally issue some apologies to the Raiders fans. No, not really because I think the Raiders might have some troubles. Uh, they've won two overtime games. They've kind of, you know, they beat. It was amazing when the Raiders won. They won two games. They won uh, the 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 Steelers and the Ravens, and those those games looked like, oh my god, they beat two dope teams. You know, Steelers Ravens. 
and then we kind of look back and we're like, eh, who knows? Maybe those weren't that good. And then the Dolphins, I mean, in overtime. So the Raiders, I think, are a great story. I love how good Derek Carr is playing. Everybody talks about how great a guy Derek Carr is. That's all well and good. They're going to play the Chargers on Monday night. What a great game that'll be. That'll be a lot of fun. But I know you and I, Chalk, wanted to talk about it. You know, the Cardinals and Rams, another great game. That's going to be a DFS, like, fucking gold mine. Everybody's going to be just popping uh, different pieces of that that Cardinals-Rams game. One other game, the early game, that features another 3-0 team is the Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. And both these teams have some interesting things kind of going on. And we'll touch on them, and, and then we'll let the listeners go to bed. Uh, but after this, Panthers at Cowboys. Panthers, 3-0. The gaze factor. If we're going to dunk on some people, we can go back to dunking on fucking Adam Gaze. But, um, you know, the Panthers are 3-0 with Sam Darnold. The Cowboys look pretty good. That's a fun game. What What do you think about uh, the Panthers being 3-0? Are they for real? Or what, what are you thinking here with Sam Darnold? I don't know if the Panthers are for real as a team at 3-0. Uh, but it is it is nice to see Sam Darnold uh, kind of resurrecting his career <laughs> from the ashes uh, and the clutches of Adam Gase. Uh, so that's that's been exciting and, and fun to watch. Uh, Sam Darnold actually grew up uh, close to, close to where I'm, I'm from, uh, to my hometown. So it, it's kind of just cool to see and right you kind of root for the the hometown kids. Tam- Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yep. know he was from Tampa. Sorry. Yo, yeah, yeah. Go on, please. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I don't know if the, uh, the Panthers for real. I like Darnold. I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, just kind of see that him come back. I, I like him this year. I think he's uh, going to be exciting to watch uh, in that offense. And I particularly like it because, you know, he's he's feeding the ball to our boy, uh, yeah. DJ Moore, and giving him the proper love and attention that he de- deserves and, and needs. Uh, give him the alpha treatment, uh, and I think I think we're just seeing the the beginning of it, right? I mean, dude, he's just getting warmed up, man. <laughs> DJ Moore is going to blow up this year, uh, top ten easily at the position. Uh, I'm going top five. Let's go, DJ Moore. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little victory lap, isn't it? I mean, you know, eight targets, eleven targets, twelve targets. He's only got one touchdown. I mean, look, he's been kind of dope uh, since the beginning. I mean. As a as a rookie, you know he 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 saw eighty two targets, but then you know his next two years he was eleven seventy five and eleven ninety three. So basically twelve hundred yards each of those two seasons, you know, uh, was great. I mean, last year was eighteen yards a catch. I mean, he's been look his career he's fifteen yards a catch. He's only got eleven touchdowns. You know, he had four four and two going back. I mean, this year the touchdowns have to come. If the touchdowns come for this guy, he's been dope. Like there's just been no part of uh, DJ Moore that's been that's been bad. But speaking of bad, a guy that I said to sell this offseason is Robbie Anderson. It certainly looks like this is going to be the the slow takeover by Terrace Marshall as the WR2 in that offense and that Robbie Anderson will go back to being uh, Sam Darnold's uh, deep threat and, you know, not very often targeted uh, player. Um. Right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know. Yeah, Terrence Marshall. You know, I think we we were all expecting him to continue to progress, and it looks like he's, like you said, taking some steps forward. And it's that's 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 exciting to see. And Robbie Anderson will be like that field stretcher, kind of you know 
big kind of big play guy, but big games, not, I'm sure. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but not the consistent kind of right contributor that you're looking for. Yeah, now with Christian McCaffrey down, one of the guys that you know was one of my favorites two years ago. I mean, geez, it just makes me feel old. But you know, um, was Chuba Hubbard? You know, I felt like Chuba was one of those elite backs. You know, when we were heading into the 2020 offseason with you know Taylor Acres, Dobbins, you know uh, Swift. Who, by the way, DeAndre Swift. Oh my God, great! I mean, this is unbelievable. But getting back to it. Um, you know, now Chuba Hubbard is going to be given an opportunity in that offense. And, you know, just in the in the short time he had in that game, he saw five targets. He averaged 4.7 a carry. Uh, this is a very running back friendly offense. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, if he starts, you know, maybe two or three games, could kind of go off, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, we saw it last year with Mike Davis. Yes. Right? Um, we, you know, they're going to feed him the uh, Chuba Hubbard the ball. And, like like you said, he was a really good prospect. He decided to stay in school, and you know, kind of to his detriment. But uh, yes, for he's sure. a playmaker, and he's gonna get the ball. And I, yeah, like it's gonna be fun to watch, right? I think I think for people like you, fans like yourself, who who've been fans of Chuba for a while, uh, to kind of see him really get unleashed, and we saw that a little bit, right? The last game after CMC went out, we saw some flashes of it. Um, already, but I think it'll be exciting to see a full game. I mean, if he plays three games, he's going to play the Cowboys, not exactly a great defense, the awful, awful, awful Michael P. Duncan uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and then the Vikings. I mean, all three of those teams pose opportunity for just scoring points. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, you know, that's, they should be fairly up and down games at, at the end of the day, because all three of them have, you know, some modicum of offensive production and not exactly the best defense is going. So, you know, he could have three really big weeks. Um, you know, after that, I would think that CMC would be back, but the Panthers get the giants on the road after that. Like, geez, Louise. I mean, then they get the Falcons. This Panthers team could go on a little bit of a run. I mean, even if they lose this week, they've got a really favorable schedule going forward. Um, you know, for the next five weeks or so, um, th- this could be the sneaky little playoff team that, you know, maybe they're, a, you know, a little bit of a paper tiger, but the schedule could prop them up and they could end up being, you know, a, a 11 or 12 win team. I'd be surprised. Um, they, they would have arrived a little earlier, right, than I anticipated. But, you know, it'd be good to see if that happens. Who among us? isn't used to arriving a little bit early. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Back to football. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, I think that that game will be great. You know, I'm excited for a few of those games. I mean, obviously the two three and O teams, the Rams and Cardinals, that's, that's the game though. That's the game of the week. Can't wait for that. Um, I'm excited for, you know, week four, everybody get your lineup going. This was the, the negativity tour. We, we dunked on all sorts of people and, Gave you very little advice, but hopefully you enjoyed the show. Had Chalk on. Chalk, you got anything to tell the people? I know we got so much going on. Would you tell the – I'm never telling the people what we're doing. I mean, Michael P. Duncan's got his own damn show with Ashley. Like, tell the people what's going on in the world of the Undroppables because they do want to know. Yeah, so we got a lot of exciting stuff going on at the, at the brand right now. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, Ashley and Michael uh, recently launched uh, the Un- Undroppables Playbook. It's a football show, and 
they just aired their fourth episode and you can check them out um on on uh, i think spotify youtube you know all the channels we have it on our website as well uh and then on our site we also you know we have a bunch of redraft seasonal content uh you know waiver wire comes out on tuesdays from mike reedy yeah uh, we have our streamers article um from one of our, our new understudies uh Derek, uh, Derek Fuchs. Uh, we have Moneymakers or Heartbreakers, which comes out on Thursdays, which is kind of like your DFS, your DFS plays and your start sits. Uh, Mike Reedy also does that. Thursdays is also when we drop our rankings, uh, Jax, Tommy, and myself. So you'll, you'll find our weekly rankings uh, up on the site. Uh, and then Fridays we do a, a flex article uh, done by uh, one of our understudy writers, Mike Valverde. So we have a lot of redraft content, like I said, with the un- un- Undroppables playbook, uh, Kyle's doing some Dave- Devi content and got the yeah. Devi, uh, the university podcast uh, that just started. So we have, we have a lot of fun stuff coming out um, throughout the next few weeks as well. So make sure you you, you keep it, you know, uh, tuned in with, with Jax and the crew. And uh, as always, uh, Jax, I appreciate you having me on. And Michael, uh, you know, always good seeing you. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, you got me thinking too, the, We've got Devi rankings, you know, on the site, free Devi rankings. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of a lot of sites that offer Devi rankings basically put it behind a paywall because nobody fucking has it. So they figure, fuck it, we'll charge for it. Right now, I mean, Kyle's showing his worth by putting out pretty damn good Devi rankings. He's got his fingers on the pulse. He's a real draft nick. Um, you know, at the very least, he's gonna familiarize you with the upcoming draft classes and and the strength of those classes. Devi ranks are always a little bit you know, difficult to do anyhow because it's so far out in the future. But, you know, at least the top end, you can really get pretty pretty good feel for what's coming down the pipe. And by listening to that that show that that Kyle does, I mean he's he's doing a great job. I mean he's he's uh he knows his stuff and and that's really what you're looking for when you're trying to find someone to talk Debbie stuff. So um I, I love what he's doing. So Mr. Mr. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. You're the best. I love you. Um, you know, had a, had a blast, uh, doing the pod with you. So on behalf of everybody here at the undroppables on behalf of everybody here at the undraft on behalf of sad Philadelphia Eagle fan, Michael P Duncan on behalf of the King El Presidente chalk on behalf of Jax Falcone. We are out. Peace. Peace.